Evening everyone, Tim A. Sunderner live uh, with the pitch. I'm joined by Canadian Darren, uh, the young man Dino, and also um, from the Cheese Room podcast once again, we're very uh, honoured to um, have Sean again. So evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Evening. All right, so um, yeah, evening, 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 evening all. Right, okay, so like we say, this is the podcast that you choose the topics we discuss them. Firstly, uh, as the game happened this afternoon, we will get straight on to the Tottenham game. Obviously, it's a 1-0 defeat. Narrow 1-0 defeat at White Hart Lane, uh, or the new White Hart Lane, shall I say. Um, but we'll get straight on it with um, Sean. Like I say, from the Tree Cheese Room podcast on YouTube. So, share much love for them. Um, like, share and subscribe to the, the, their channel as well. Um, yeah, so, Sean, from a Tottenham point of view, um, how do you think the game went? Yeah, I think we played really well. I think you guys were obviously really organised, and I think we expect you guys to be like that. I think... Um, it's so annoying because I was right behind the South Stand goal as well. Some of the chances we had should have been put away. I think if we were more clinical in front of goal, it could have been a little bit different. But obviously, 1-0, top of the league, Arsenal bottom, what more can you want? <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, guys, go for it. Yeah, I don't know, Sean. I mean, I think... I remember watching your, your show on uh, on Friday there with Pidge and the predictions were, before the game, we were thinking probably we might end up getting sort of thumped 3-0. Um, mm. For me, as a Watford, from a Watford perspective, we were so much better than our performance at Brighton and we needed to be. But we had mm. Sorelta at the back who I thought just came back in as he was last year, the man mountain. And having Kuchka back in midfield for us, I thought he was excellent. Um but, you know, and the, there's varying thoughts about the goal for me personally. I mean, Son's world-class player. So much respect for that fella. But when that ball, he put a lot of whip on that ball. But I felt, I think it was King was the, was the first of, of our, because we always talk about defending from the forward line, right, from the front. I think King was, uh, King was the most forward defender as that ball came in. And I felt he should have got to it. But it didn't happen. Mm. And, and that's the thing the difference between the championship and the Premier League is it's very fine margins, right? Yeah. And once you've got that goal going into half time, it changes it. But you know, fair play to Tottenham. You are top of the league, and that's three. That's three one nils, I think, for you now this year, right? Three one nils, yeah. I mean, we've been defensively solid, which is one thing I never thought I'd say going into this season. Um, obviously, we spent I think it was forty two million on Christian Romero, and he's not even played in the league yet. Um, so yeah, it's it's madness. We've bought bought made a marquee signing for our defence because it was such a problem last year, um, last season, sorry. And <laughs> Davinson and Dyer have been brilliant. Obviously, they've had quite a lot of protection in that midfield, but it's yeah. it's just the way we're playing is so different. I think because there was a lot of games under Jose where we'd be winning one nil, and then in the second half, I don't know if it was a massive. I think the squad weren't as fit. But they wouldn't be able to hold on to a one nil like one nil lead, and we'd end up either drawing or we'd end up losing in the last minute two one. Um, but I think the big difference with this with Nuno is he wants everyone attacking from the front, like defending from the front. I think you'd have probably noticed um, sort of not so much Kane because he's like a slug, but Bergvine and Luke, um, Bergvine and Sonny defending from the front. Um, yeah. I I mean, they were they were solid today. I think it was a bit. 
it was like we probably expected it to be, but with less goals. I think Delhi had such a good chance. I was, I saw it, yep. and it literally was really fine margins. Um, and I think it was pretty comfortable for us defensively as well. I know Hugo made a couple of saves, but there was nothing where I thought, oh, that's lucky he's made that. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it, for me, it felt com like no one was really... The only thing we were worried about in the stadium was the ref. The ref was absolutely <laughs> shocking. But, yeah, other than that, it, it felt pretty comfortable while we were there. Nor the Man City game, it was completely different. We were sat there and we were like, oh, this is the clock's going so slow. This is horrible. But this one, it, it did feel just a bit, bit more... We felt in control a bit more, so... Good thing signs, but I think you guys played really well. Obviously, you were defensively solid. Um, we thought, well, we were saying at half time, or well, I wonder now if Watford will sort of open up a little bit because at times I think you had like 11 men behind the ball staying in that low block, and it was we were struggling to break you guys down, like you were defending really well. Um, but yeah, we thought, oh, they're gonna have to come at us a little bit, but it did still feel like you guys were still solid. And I, I don't know if you guys saw Musa Sissoko. Obviously, I did predict it for you, but he had a problem. <laughs> yeah. My other yeah. half was sat the other side of the stadium in the mid-tier, and I thought it was going to hit him in the face. Yeah, did he header it? Did he actually header it back? No, no. It was but, close then. Oh, uh, yeah. But obviously, I don't know if you heard the, heard the Spurs fans, but we were like, shoot. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> because you just know it's not. Like, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be on target. So... Yeah, no. Obviously, it was. I thought it was a good game. Um, you guys did play really well. Um, obviously, kept us out a lot, but I think there were chances. I think we had eight shots on target, and I think on another day, I think we had like eighteen shots at goal. On another day, if we were more clinical, it could have been two or three. But they ain't got their shooting boots. Like Harry Kane as well just didn't look right today. Really didn't look right. So. Don't know what's going on. I don't think he's quite fit yet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You think the fitness with um, Kane probably played a part in that, but obviously Ali looked uh, looked excellent. And uh, yeah, I mean our main problem, and I'll, let I'll get Dino to jump in in a second as well. That the uh, we were sitting back off here way too much in the first half. I mean, we were defensively solid, like you said, in the mm. block of a four-five-one, and it seemed to have nullified a lot of your threat. You know, obviously you still have plenty of chances. We had to ride our luck a little bit. I think apart mm. from the free kick, I think um, we pretty much held our own. Like mm. I said, we always need a, a team like Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool. Those when you go into those big, big teams, big stadiums, you know, quality players like you got well, like Dino and Darren said, world class players ahead of you. You know, you need a bit of luck, and I think we um, we had that in the first half. And like I say, we uh, we gave you a chance. You know, the fine mm. lines and the free kick. I think. When we looked at it, it was probably only one team was going to score first half. And I think um, possibly on the balance of play, we deserved that. Uh, I wasn't really, there was no complaints first half when 1 0 down. I think we went a bit, I think we um, had a go at your second half. And I've, I said that on your podcast that as long as we have a go, give it a good go. If we lose, we lose. You know, we've just been beaten by the better side. But uh, result wise, I had no complaints. I yeah. think you guys deserve to win it. Um, Possession-wise, shots-wise, yeah, you deserve to win it. But I think I was happy with the outcome second half, personally. But, um, yeah, Dino, mate, go on. You jump in, mate. I'll, I'll sit back. 
I did think we had a little bit of luck with Saar in the first half. He was having a bit of luck with your left back at times. Not a lot. Now and then he got by, but we just didn't have the quality up top to punish you, really. We didn't have many chances. Again, Spurs are very well organised, very hard to break down. Yeah, and a very good team. Um, where do you think you'll finish this season in the league? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm on the on the spectrum of Spurs fans. I'm probably one of the more positive. I'm quite positive. I'm looking at what Nuno's doing, and I think with a couple more good signings before deadline day, we can challenge maybe fourth or fifth. I think that's where we're at. But we need Liverpool and Manchester United, even City, to sort of. I think Chelsea are going to win the league, and that really pains me to say. Um, but. <laughs> I think it, 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 we need to finish fourth. We need one of those three to sort of drop off a little bit and we need to keep going, keep going. Um, but I think there's no reason why we wouldn't finish fifth, sixth. Yeah, well, Watford Woody said definitely above Arsenal. So that's a pretty safe <laughs> prediction, I think. Um, yeah, what a relegation class next week at Norwich. I'll tell you, that's going to be tasty, isn't it? Um, do you think that's a, obviously with us going over there playing, you know, quite solid 11 men behind the ball do you think that's a sort of thing with our Nuno set your teams up to uh, your team up to play do you think that's a sign of things to come for away sides coming to White Hart Lane now yeah I think that play I think anyone coming to Spurs it's going to be hard we're going to be hard to beat I think we're so defensive we've only conceded one goal this season and that was when we played our kids in Passos um so yeah, it's we've not conceded a goal in the league yet. We're just defensively solid, and it's the way Nuno's set up as well. Um, yeah, you. Oh, I mean, that's the foundation. Get your defense right, and then you can build from that. I do think we still need. Um, we really need a, a, an attacking an attacking midfielder, um, someone to sit in that sort of. Just so when we could, because I, I personally don't think we needed both Skip and Hoybier today. I think if we'd have taken one of those out and put in a more attacking-minded midfielder, we'd have had a bit more luck trying to break you guys down because you've got three defensive players, well, two defensive players and Delhi, but Delhi's playing on a, on the right right hand side or left hand side of the three. You don't need Hoybier and Skip in there when you're trying to break a team down. It's too defensive. Yeah. Um, and we were we were relying on our wide players quite a lot. Like Jaffet Tanganga had another really good game. Um, obviously Sonny, um, Reggion I thought had a good game as well. I think he had a lot to do. I think I think Saar got fouled about seventy eight times. <laughs> I did feel like some of them probably weren't yellows. Some of the yellows we got weren't, they weren't yellows, but that's another argument for another day. But yeah, no, I think that's that's exactly what teams can expect. I mean, we're not going to be defensive. We're still going to be on the front foot, but we've got that defensive foundation and Nuno seems to be, just they're just so fit as well. Like seeing out games just aren't it's just we used to sit there in the 70th minute and be like oh when's the goal coming then whereas now it's not there's not so much of that yeah yeah go on Dan go go on mate you go yeah. <laughs> no I think you you know Nuno is an excellent manager I think that was uh you know a, a very wise move by Tottenham I think he's a real um solid manager a very likable guy as well you know 
Mm. What I do find funny is I was listening to the commentary on the game. I've heard it a few times now, and people say, you know, a Watford that just came up from the championship, the club came up from the championship, but the starting 11 today, half of those guys weren't there. You know, we've had a very, very, I think, very good transfer window. And um, I don't know, I mean, to go to somewhere like Tottenham and end up coming away with a 1-0 with a defeat, so many positives. I mean, you hate to lose a game, you know, but when you're playing, like, like you were saying there, Chan, like, you know, you find a player for 42 million. That's mm. that's not going to happen at the football club. <laughs> that's for sure. Mm. Right? So I think we've, you know, we've had a very uh, financially a very very smart transfer window, but some really good signings. So I think there's a lot of optimism and good luck to Tottenham. I think it's amazing. You look at a club like Arsenal that are in absolute chaos at the moment, and it just shows you how quickly things can go south, right? They they really can. And, and I think you know, mm. Nuno just seems to me a very calm kind of manager, the sort of guy that can, he's got very good man management skills. He achieved wonderful things for Wolverhampton. I think it could be very shrewd for you. And I think you're right, fourth or fifth is very achievable by that squad, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that should be that should be what we're expecting. As, as, as a big six, I know obviously Arsenal are included in the big six and they're sat <laughs> rock bottom, haven't scored a goal, haven't got a point. But... <laughs> as, as one of those clubs, and I've, I mean, we haven't been out of Europe for donkey's years now, so that's the minimum we should be expecting. And every Spurs fan is going to want to push on and want to get back into the Champions League, and that ultimately has to be our aim. Champions League and a trophy this season would be great, um, but I also would be happy with fifth, sixth and a trophy. We desperately, desperately need a trophy. I think we've gone far too long without one. But like, like I said, you guys looked really... Like really well disciplined, and I think like if you carry on with like carry on like that, I mean you, you've you've come to Spurs and you've only lost one nil. Arsenal mm. have gone to City and lost five. <laughs> so I think like as long as it's it's narrow and not you ship in five six, you'll be all right. Because like Norwich, yeah. Norwich went to City and shipped five as well. But yeah, I think I think there's promising things from you guys. Obviously, you've 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 been you've been shrewd in the transfer window. Obviously, Musa Sissoko will probably be a really good signing for you guys. I know I made yeah. the joke about him shooting into the mid team, <laughs> which he did, which yeah. he, a, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So he was on the on the um when we saw he was in the first eleven, we were like, oh here we go, he'll score a winner in the ninety fourth minute because that's just Spurs. But no, when he came off, we were like, "Phew, thank God for that." <laughs> but <laughs> but no, no, he obviously he's there. He does he does a job in the midfield and like is I think part of that defensive solidness will be down to hit. Like he is that's what he will give you as as a player. So and he's just got an absolute engine in games where you are on the front foot a bit more. He you'll see a very different side to him as well. He's very versatile. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing is, uh, well, like we said, when Tuesday's now gone to Palace and we discussed this on Friday as well, that I think we all agreed is a massive upgrade. I think it's ob an obvious answer to, you know, would you rather have Hughes and uh, Sissoko? I mean, I do miss Hughes. It's a shame he's left, but then, then we've got Sissoko. So, you mm. know, it's a fantastic. You know, it's uh, not really a like for like. He's just he's just a better player. So it's fantastic. Um would he say they have let in nine in three games? That's obviously reference to Arsenal. Um, do you think you will struggle if Son gets injured? Um, I know, I know you 
done quite well. I mean, you got to a Champions League final with Kane injured a lot of that season. Um, do you think that will still be the same, say, two, two or three years on from that? Look, obviously, Sonny is probably, I think he's more important to our team than Kane is. Hmm. Um, so, obviously, it's the same with any team. It's like if, if Lukaku got injured for Chelsea or like any team, if their star player gets injured, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. But I think we've got enough quality to to keep us going at a good level. I mean, we've just signed Brian Hill from Sevilla. Obviously, I think it was 22 million plus Eric Lamella. Yeah. And he looks absolutely brilliant. He was a menace on Thursday night. I know the Premier League's a little bit different, but he's only 20 years old. And if he can, if we can build on that, I mean, Sonny's 29 now, so we've got to think about the future a little bit. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, obviously, Sonny would be a massive, massive loss to us, but we've got enough other players that are good enough to step up. So, yes, but I I do think Sonny's our most, he's our most important player on and mm. off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree. I think we said a couple of years ago when, um, when you guys came up to us a lot and we drew drew nil nil and we we looked and Son was definitely I mean along with Mora but Son was definitely the standout player for you guys. Um, Greg Thaker said just come back from Tottenham. Nothing to be ashamed of. Our home form will keep us up. Only way for me is fullback Messina not uh, good enough and he doesn't want to play in Gakia. I'll tell you what when Gakia came on. Uh, he looked quite comfortable, actually. Okay, it's not a whole 90-minute game that he came on. Cathcart had that knock. I thought Cathcart, to be fair, didn't do a lot wrong. Uh, I've questioned him uh, questioned him a lot, but in that game, he didn't do too much wrong. I don't think he was tested as much as I thought he would be. But, yeah, Ngakia coming on gives us a food for thought coming into um, Wolves in the International Bank. I do believe Kiko will be starting the next game. I don't think Kafka will be starting that game because if Traore's on that other side, Jesus Christ, I do feel for him because he's... I mean, he's he's their version of Norton Vuta, that he's got plenty of pace, rinses three players and doesn't cross it. Um, <laughs> Traore's like that. But, yeah, that's going to be... Well. Saying that, that's another thing with you guys. That's apparently, you're looking at Traore, aren't you? So, it's a little bit more pace up front, shall we say. <laughs> I mean, that was just like I don't think he's what we what the most important signing we could make. No. I really do think we need some someone in the middle of the pitch that can like we need a, we need an Ericsson replacement. I think people thought Giovanni Lacelso was going to be that, but he's a very different type of player. Um, but we really need to replace Ericsson. I think um, we also need a right back, an attacking right back. Jaffet Tanganga's solid defensively, but. So we need like a Reggion type the other side, so we can we've got options. Um, yeah. So obviously we've got two very good defensive um, fullbacks. So you've got Ben Davies, who's very like he's he's Mister Reliable really, and you've got Jaffet Tanganga, who's just brilliant. But going forward, like when you do need a little bit more, like today, I think we'd have really benefited from having like I think we're we're in talks with or we were in talks with Barcelona for Emerson. And he's yeah. got loads of pace. He's like really, like really, like good attacking right back. So I think those two would be my picks if we were going to do anything before deadline day. But I think yeah, Traore would be a great addition. And I've I've heard that um, he's he's signed up George Mendes to get that deal across the line. So we could still see it happen. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, we'll, um, we'll let you go very, very shortly because most of it's all to do with Watford, um, <laughs> Watford uh, topics um, the guys have been putting through. So, um, Dino, any, any final questions, mate? Yeah, why does no one ever put in a bid for Song? Because at times I rate him higher than Kane some games because he really is a brilliant player. Son would never leave. He's just signed four year, <laughs> five year contract. I've gen he's he's come out and said he he would finish his career at Spurs. He's not interested in going anywhere else. So I just don't think teams really bother because they know he won't leave. He uh, like this is the one thing that we were all on about when obviously all the Kane saga was going on. You've got Sonny. He's been at the club for seven years now. Blimey, um, really? It's his, his, his seventh season. Yeah. Um, and he's just so he's been so loyal. He's given every he gives everything to the club. He's just on and off the way he talks. Like he's just he's such a positive guy. He just I yeah I just don't think he'd ever want to leave. And like I say, he's just signed a five year extension. So he's he's with us now. He's twenty nine. So his best years are going to be with us into sort of his twilight years. But he said that he'll finish his career at Spurs. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I know your the Cheese Room podcast love Man City. So, what do you think of the, um, shall we say, the Wayne Rooney and Kenny Dalglish statues outside Man City um, that they've put up recently? Uh, <laughs> not bad, are they? <laughs> I don't understand how they're club legends. Yeah. How are they club legends? Yeah, well, Rooney's the only never reason they're club legends. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they're club legends is because they're their best players since they had money that's the yeah. only reason like i don't i don't understand it like yeah. if the fact they've, if they've only got legends i know they've got colin bell and that's like very it's a very different type but uh, colin bell should have 100 percent had a statue there i really exactly. don't know why colin bell don't and summer no. as well it's just absolutely ridiculous to me i think that club just everything they do doesn't make any sense <laughs> I don't, I don't. Un but what I am really happy about is that Ronaldo's gone to United because I saw so many things where they're like, thanks, Daniel Levy, for not giving us Kane. We're getting Ronaldo. And then Ronaldo's gone to United and we're just like... Which one Man City through. fans are pictured with um, Chris uh, C. Ronaldo at the number seven at the back of their shirts. And you're like, really, lads? Seriously? Mm. They're just irritating, aren't they? Well, that's what I mean. Irritating I was fan base. Well, I was tempted to get Messi, um, but I realised I'll wait until he's confirmed before he signed. He signed for PSG, so you know it was, it got, I got away with that one. I think. <laughs> Do you know what it's made us laugh? Apparently, Paratici called up um, Messi's dad to see if he'd be interested in coming to Spurs, and we're just like, "What to play in the Conference League? Are you joking?" <laughs> like, he must have been playing FIFA. Uh, to be fair, you can sort of see what he's trying to do. Like he's yeah. some of the signings he's making. Like even though they they're young, like our squad was aging quite a lot. And what we've yeah. done is get get rid of quite a lot of older squad players. And while we're bringing in younger ones, um, just giving yeah. it a bit of a refresh. Like, um, and obviously that's what he did really well at Juve. So if mm. that's anything to go by. In the next couple of seasons, we could be seeing something really, really special at Spurs. But obviously, for now, we've just got to go with what we've got. None of us would have thought we'd have been unbeaten in, after three games, especially no. against, like like first game against City as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a it feels positive, but obviously, 
it's still early days and we're Spurs. We were top of the league in December last year and it <laughs> went very sour very quick. So, <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, Sean, thank you ever so much once again for coming on. Um, we did ask you We did ask you to say this on Friday, but if anyone obviously wasn't watching that and they want to watch the Choose Room podcast or find them, where can we find you? Yeah. Um, so on Twitter, it's um, at Cheese Room Shan. Um, and then the podcast itself is the Cheese Room podcast. Um, we're on YouTube and we've got an um, actual audio podcast on a- Apple, Spotify and any good pod- pod- podcast channels, I guess. Um, so yeah, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Apple, Spotify, etc. Brilliant. Sean, thank you very much. The very best for the season. Fair play. You deserve to win today and all the best. And you guys. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. All right, that's Sean from the Cheese Room podcast. Just remember to get on there. There was a uh, pre-match and post-match uh, from today's game. So get onto Cheese Room podcast YouTube and show much love for those guys. Right. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, so it was full time, um, 1-0. Um, yeah, so boys, um, we've already had the Tottenham side. Um, we've heard a little bit from you guys as well. Uh, we'll get as much fan opinions for this as possible. But um, what can we ta- what positives can we take from that um, game this afternoon? Uh, for me, the positives were Sorelta back in the team, Kuchka, uh and Atibo linking up really well. And Sissoko, I thought, made a, you know, a very decent start. We just, we're going to be hard to beat this year. That's what I think, Pidge. I think, plus, the, just the feel of the game was so much better than the Brighton debacle. That, that really was nasty. This looks so much better. Um, we still look a threat going forward. Really like, I really like Emmanuel Dennis, you know. I think he's going to be, a, be something special for this club. Um, and we've got to remember, Pedro's still... Hasn't kicked a ball yet, right? Um, I do think... I really like Adam Messina, but I think he looks like he's struggling at the moment. Uh, I wish that wasn't the case. Mm. I also really like Daniel Batten, but some of his distribution today was bad, right? And, and again, like I say, this division has such fine margins. So I don't think he helped himself. He made some cracking saves, in fairness, but, uh, but I don't think he necessarily helped himself because... It's all about the first thing first is surviving in this league. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Foster was given a shout. I'm not saying he necessarily deserves it. Right. Dropped, yeah. You know, it's so so sort of tough down there. So mm. Yeah. Dino, mate, positives positives come from that? Yeah, yeah, Brownie, I feel for Batman. It was his fault. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slaughter him. We all know he's it was kind. Of, it was his fault. I'd say seventy thirty. The defence has got to deal with it as well. I can't really defend him because he saw the ball the way. No one was blocking him. But no, plenty of positives. I felt good about the game the minute it kicked off with Brighton. It felt different. But I loved the midfield three. I loved them. They were solid. They looked really good together. Uh, the back four weren't bad. You know, Guffcart done well. But you saw when Nikita come on, he was closer to the players. He wasn't threatened by the pace like Guffcart was, where Guffcart was backing off. Nikita was bang in the face, you know, right, like same as Kiko would be. Um, yeah. yeah, Batman had a bad day, let's say. He is a good keeper. I wouldn't drop him yet. I'd 
I'd let him have a let him go and play his international and come back against Wolves. Um, I was I was quite interested with the front three and all to be honest with you. Um, Dennis King and Saar, no, they didn't do much, but they will be a, a threat. I reckon I like Dennis on the left. He looked good. Saar looked pretty good, and King, you know, I, I'd personally start him against Wolves. Sissoko playing, he looks. He done a really good run in the second half. Unfortunately, booted over the bar, but he looks fit, physical, big, strong, dominant. Kucho was just, well, superb. And the other lad, what's his name? The other midfielder, I can't pronounce his bloody name. you got Kucho and Tobo. Etobo, yeah. Etobo, he, he looks a good player. So, no, plenty of positives. I was entertained at times by Watford. And to come away with a 1-0 loss, I know it's a loss, but you know, I was looking at our fixtures. Next month is massive. Wolves at home, Newcastle at home, Norwich away. We need minimum six points for that. That's that. That tells our season. Them three games next month. That is humongous. Them three games. Mm, yeah, exactly right. Like we said, this is your podcast. You've chosen the topics, and we discuss them. Uh, Greg Evans is first up. He says, "Were the tactics right?" Um, I'll start with this. Yeah, no, look, look, I think he's set up absolutely fine. I think the only thing is how you utilise those tactics. I think the tactics were good. I think looking back at it now, um, I think we, you know, kept our shape for pretty much most of that game, 99% of that game. I think we a little bit more disciplined on the free kick side, I think. Apart from that, I thought we were I thought we were excellent. I think there's a lot more positives that to come out of this than last week's game. Of, speaking the obvious, to be fair, because it was absolute crap last week. Um, this week, I think, yeah, I thought really, really happy where we played, especially second half. First half, we had to soak up a lot of pressure, to be fair, if I'm looking at it from fresh eyes now. But I do think we invited them on a bit and, you know, we gave them a bit too much respect in certain areas. OK, we didn't have a choice. I think you can look at it from the other side of the argument and they were playing well and they pushed us back. The free kick was silly. Uh, all round, I think there was, you're looking at it, OK, it was probably Backman's footing was bad. But also you sort of think, you know, the defenders have got to try and deal with it as well if you're looking at defending Batchman on that, on that side of it. So you're looking at both ways. It's, I put it down as a defensive error via Batchman um, that he could have probably gone a little bit more to the left, but it went for a crowd of players. So you've got to question the defenders in that respect as well if you, you're looking at it from both sides of the argument. So, look, it was poor all round. Fine margins like a lot. Of, not not me. I didn't say that. A lot of the lot of the people on TMA were saying that it's, you know, it's a game of fine margins and that was the one that did us today. But, yeah, look, if we can employ that sort of attitude and that discipline and that commitment, especially in the second half uh, going into the games, then I'm very confident that we'll beat Wolves in two weeks' time. I really am. But we've seen this before when we've seen a very, very positive performance, attitude, commitment has all been there. And then we turn up in the next game and it all goes to part. So I think that's the only trepidation I've got. Look, touch wood, I really do hope that doesn't happen. The signs are good at the moment. The signs that we're we're learning, we're going in the right direction. You know, the away games are going to be miles harder. You have to change your philosophy when you're going away to where, you know, we're going to play slightly different, go play on more on the, on the front foot against Wolves. But yeah, just if we can get keep that defensive solidity, then yeah, we'll be fine. I do think we'll finish 15th or 16th uh, this season, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I think, and also, I mean, there's, I still don't know if we're done in the window, you know, I think we there's still talk about us still being interested in that lad from Hibs. I think it's Doig is his name. Yeah. He was yeah. earlier in the summer, so we're still linked with him. And then there's still this talk of the, uh, that other, uh, the, I can't remember his last name. His first name was OK, that other uh, midfielder. Oh, West Brom. West Brom had him on loan. Yeah, that's it. But but to me, I think our midfield looks stellar. We've got we've got options and a lot of strength there. So maybe maybe someone comes in, but who knows? But yeah, I mean, at the minute, it's been a great transfer win. We look a, we just look hard to beat. And that's going to stand us in good stead against, particularly like you say, Peter, the next three matches... It goes back to that kind of mini league, doesn't it? You know, these are the teams you expect to take points off of. You don't really, you hope to get points off of Tottenham, but you don't expect them. But when you're home to Wolves, Newcastle and uh, Norwich, you're expecting results from them. And that's no disrespect to them, but the, the, these are the clubs we should be, you know, I'm sure they're targeting, you know. So here we are, three games in. Like somebody said, maybe we just pretend we drew three, three matches and we're unbeaten. <laughs> Sounds better, but uh, but no, it's a good. Start. I think it's a good start. I mean, Brighton was horrible. I thought against Palace midweek we looked a decent side, but I saw of it. So yeah, plenty, plenty of reason to be optimistic. You know. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Greg, um, we didn't argue about that today, mate. To be fair, we argued about the uh, not about the tactics. We both agreed the tactics were fine. It was just the way it was played out. That's what we argued about, mate. So um, just uh, go back on the comments and read them, mate. So you'll you'll see that I had no problem with the tactics. It was the uh, the way you applied it. There's a slightly different way of looking at it. But if we can play like we certainly did in the second half, we'll be. I'll be no doubt. We'll be absolutely fine, right? Um, okay. So plenty of people have been messaging in. Um, yeah, he agrees with you, Darren and Dino, optimistic. Uh, also, I, th I think we will take a few scalps this year with that performance. Yeah, I definitely, you know, especially how we applied ourselves, certainly in the, certainly the second half. First half was, we could, shall we say, resolute, um, especially away with a team that's going to put us on the back foot. Certainly, certainly. So I was happy, happy with certainly how we set up. Um yeah, you might see something really, really special at Spurs, possibly a trophy in your cabinet. Um, that's for one of the, one of the guys there. Um, stuck to the game plan? Yeah, no, certainly I think we did. Um, uh, also, how come Darren isn't having a beer on Sunday? That's from Woody, I believe. Um, can you answer that, mate? That's one of the. Um, oh, here we go. No, no, he's actually having a beer. But those are the. Those are the. Oh, is it water? Ah. Oh. Um, these are the hard-hitting questions we need to uh, answer. Sorry, mate, go on. Yeah, no, it's, so it's one thirty here in the or one thirty-six in the afternoon. I've got to go and do some food shopping after this, and and <laughs> we we get next weekend is our long weekend. It's called Labor Day in Canada, so okay. Tomorrow, but I'll have a couple of beers when I get back. So and next weekend I will have a beer because <laughs> it's I'll get the money. So, yeah, cheers, cheers, Woody. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Right, okay, so where the taxes, right, Greg, thank you very much for putting that up, mate. Um, right, we've got a couple of Backman ones, but we'll sort of combine them in a minute. Gary Irons, but a happy birthday in the week, Gary, um, as well. That's um, Super Danny Irons' um, old man, so he's, uh, his birthday was in the week, so I hope you had a great birthday, mate. He says, I think it's time to play Rose now. Um, what do you reckon, guys? I, I, There's a bit of a noise there from Dino. <laughs> yeah, 
What do you think, Dino? I thought I thought Rose looked pretty pretty good against Palace when he first came back. I no, no, I, I did say I was impressed with Rose. I was impressed with Fletcher as well. Um, Rose didn't do much wrong. I, I, I'm not giving up on Messina yet. I'm, I, Wolves are a big, physical, strong team, and for me, that's what'd worry me of Rose would be the height. Nothing more. Rose probably is the better defender, but I'm thinking height-wise. I, I watched Wolves today against United, and I know they haven't scored. They've got zero points, but they should have won that game, and they're gonna, they're one hell of a threat on the ground, in the air. I wouldn't complain if Rose started. Don't get me wrong. I'd be very happy. But I I would play Messina because I think he's a bit more physical and basically because of his height. And like I said, Wolves are a tall, physical, strong team. I just think they might outdo Rose. Like I said, I wouldn't complain if Rose starts. No way. Yeah, Darren, what do you reckon? Rose or uh, Rose or Messina? Do you reckon it could be time for Rose? Or do you think Messina, not a bad game today? Do you think he still warrants a start after the international break? It's a, it's a good point that Dino makes, actually, because I think yeah. Wolves are physical. That that could be the only point. But I think when Rose, whenever Rose starts... He might then go on a run for a bit, I think, you know. And like I said before, I do re I really do like Adam Messina. He's, he's, you know, I remember last year that crucial tackle we made at home to Norwich in Cisco's first game. We won one 0 yeah. in the last minutes. It was ah, uh, oh, uh, Puki. Puki was clean through, and he just timed it to absolute perfection. It was a wicked tackle. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. It's going to be very interesting. We've got the international break now. As others have said on here, and it's so true, a chance for the players to gel more. Um, if you think about it, like Sissoko, who's only been at the club for like 48 hours and didn't look that way today, right? So there's a lot of optimism there. But um, I guess the nice thing is you've got two decent... I just feel that Adams looked a little bit... I sense he looks a bit nervous this season at times and uh, he was more assured in the championship. Uh, we'll see, we'll see, you know. Um, and like I said as well, the window doesn't shut till, was it, is it midnight Tuesday? I think it's midnight Tuesday, yeah. I think you're yeah. right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're going to get another left back, but I still wouldn't be surprised to see one or two changes at the club, you know. But, uh, I mean, Deeney's now been linked not just with Birmingham, but Celtic and El looking as well, so. Wow. <laughs> if I was him, I'd go Celtic yeah. for a couple of years and then go to Birmingham. Playing until he's yeah. 35 there and then go to Birmingham. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could see him doing very well in Scotland, to be fair. So. Mm. We'll right. Greg, Greg has said, um, think when Rose is fit, he will get the nod over Messina. Um, also, um, TH from YouTube expected Rose today purely as it was Spurs, but Adam's safe too. Um, look, personally, um, you know, st uh, carrying on from what you guys have said that, you know, I was I was one of those that was pretty critical of him and True Stekong, and I thought um, he was he was really good today. I thought he was really solid today, and that little nick he did when um, Kane should have scored was absolutely brilliant. I mean, hats off to him. You know, instinct. Even if you don't know it, he should get the plaudits for that. That was absolutely amazing defending, and any defender worth its call would have put their hands up and said, "Yes, that was me." Um, <laughs> Nino would have done it anyway. I know he would have done it. Um, but you know, he he was 
he was really good today, and hopefully that would that would be the spur. Mind the pun, the spur to kick him on, uh, <laughs> and also Messina. I don't think he did terribly much wrong today. Like you said, he does look a little bit more nervous. I think that's obviously due to us being in the Premier League and him making that step up once again. I think there was times when we were last in the Premier League that they had a few jittery games as well, but then the majority looked pretty pretty decent. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Per- personally, I think long-term it could be Rose, but he did look a lot. I think you said Dino as well. He did look very tired on Tuesday, mainly down to the fact that he hasn't had much game time and he, you know, he's still getting that match sharpness. But... That could help Messina, obviously, with Rose being fully fit. That should, theoretically, kick on Messina to play even better. A bit like Batchman with Foster, and that's what we'll get to now. With um, I'll sort of combine Robbie and uh, Robbie Allen and Elliot Irons' questions. Uh, Robbie's first said Foster should return. Should Foster return as number one? And also um, Elliot saying should it be time to swap Batchman for Foster? Um, Go on, guys. I'll, I'll let you guys lead on it and I'll follow after. Do you want to go, Dino? <laughs> no, nah, you go first, mate. You go first. <laughs> it's, it's a real tough one because, like today, a, a few times in, in the three league matches this season, I've seen Batman, he'll go to the right of his goal and he'll play it across. But when he plays it across to Messina, it's often quite high up. So straight with, with, the, with the way these opposition players are closing us down now, he's got such limited time. He's either got to head it on, and of course, you want ideally you want the ball on the ground so you've got better control. So I don't yeah. know. It's I think if you put Foster in, it would be fine. The problem is what you don't want though is a young keeper losing his confidence because he made some cracking saves today. To be fair, you know, and it's like anything. The goalkeeper, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake. And like I said before, I still felt that King and the others should have stopped that, that goal coming through. But if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it's always so sort of polarised, right? That's the trouble. Because yeah. And that's the thing. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Hopefully, he goes away and has a good international break. And then when he comes back, if he does have a good and I'm sure he will, if he comes back, then he, he starts between the sticks again. But, but it, I will say, having... Foster as a backup is excellent. It's, uh, you know, we're very lucky in that. But I think Foster was, didn't he injure his hamstring? At, uh, or, or he tweaks or, or his calf or something again at the end of the Palace match. Mm. I think I've heard about that. I think he had some sort of knock, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll mm. see. So it not. Backman fucked up, so you give the other guy a chance to foster back in. That's what competition in a team is all about. That's from Woody. Um, I think it's basically what he's saying, that, you know, we've got that player to come in. And, you know, if there's a... Do, I mean, Dino, do you give him Do you give him that Wolves game or do you think that's it? You know, let's bring Foster in. Let's punish him at the first, punish him at the first turn, shall we say. But, look, t- coaches have been more ruthless before. Some coaches have been more... You know, um, what's the word? You know, a bit more loyal to players. You know, give them that, give them that confidence to say, you know, I am behind you. If you make a mistake, don't panic. It could, it could not, it could backfire, but it also could be the making of Backman. What, what do you reckon, mate? 
you, you can't if, if you're going to drop him after one mistake, you're going to be keep chopping, changing every bloody player on the pitch. You know, um, a goalkeeper, as we know, is the toughest position on the pitch. It goes from goalkeeper up to defence, up to midfield. Strikers got it the easiest spot because they could miss fifty shots, score one. They're the hero. At the other yeah. end, we've said it many times. Keeper does one mistake, he could do fifty great saves, and that one mistake cost us the game. He's the villain, you know. It's such a hard. I give him Wolves game. If he keeps doing mistakes, you've got to question it to put Foster in. You know, in the first second, he did a bad kick out, didn't he? In the first ten seconds, he gave him the ball. It's like, oh, Batman, calm down, boy. You know. But probably going back to what Darren said with Messina, looking nervous, Batman's probably the same, you know. This step up needs to settle his nerves a bit. Great international. But my question is, no, you don't put Foster in yet. Great competition, great goalie. You can't drop Batman yet. No way. You've got to give him Wolves. It goes wrong against Wolves. Like I said, you've got two massive games, Newcastle and Norwich. He might have to force his hand and go, look, we can't have more mistakes against these two teams. Foster, you're coming in for Newcastle at home because we got to win this game. So, yeah. keep Batman for now. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult one because I'm, I'm looking at it from this point of view. Yeah, okay. I did defend him a little bit with the fact that... It, and I did post this up on the forum and I'll... I'll sorry, I do repeat, repeat myself a lot, but, you know, it was a defence... It was a batchman mistake. I put it down for a batchman mistake, but the defence has got to put their hand up for part of that part of that goal. Looking at Foster, come, uh, Foster, if we did bring him in, there is more experience. You, you've got a player that commands his area a bit more. Possibly, if he's bringing him in, that could be what he's looking at. A bit more, um, bit more commanding. Oh, I mean, if Backman could work on that commanding threat from him, you know, in the box, then he will be a better keeper. I think it, I wouldn't want to knock his confidence. So, personally, I would keep him in for Wolves. If we do bring in Foster, then obviously there'll be no complaints. Um, right, TH has said, Foster too childish. Big, big mistake to go backwards. Um, we've also got, that was the keeper's bread and butter. Save all day long and he missed it. Um, there's the play, There was great keepers like Coton of, you know, of, I mean, no doubt if we got him back on here, he would be the first one to put his hands up and say he's made mistakes in the past. And he's become a better keeper for it. I think these type of mistakes can only make a keeper rather than break them. So, you know, it was against a big side. You know, we've got plenty of time to really take stock. He's got two weeks to get back on the training pitch and work on it. And like I say, if we do play him against Wolves, it sort of give Isco a bit of credit for sticking by him because you can look at it from the other side where you sort of think, okay, he, you know, Isco is his own man. He won't listen, won't listen to opinion. You know, he'll go with his instincts. He's put Foster in, so you can give him credit for that way. But honestly, I'll give him more respect if he keeps Backman on for Wolves, to be fair. And if he puts in a performance and we say we were 1-0 and he pulls out two or three world-class saves, then you'd be lauding Isco and Isco would be putting his hands up and say, look, we knew he was good. We just needed to put our arm around him and say, look, don't worry about it. Just get on with the next game, which I think he may do and say, look, you're in for Wolves. Two weeks, get your head down and train. Work on certain little aspects of your game and get out there and show everyone what a good keeper you are. 
I think that's what possibly he could do. But um, just quick mention, I've put up the lineup for um, the ladies today. They did unfortunately lose 2-1. Um, I think, uh, shoot me down in flames if you will, but I think Fife got a first goal for the club as well. Um, Durham were 2-0 up, I believe, at half time. Um, went 2-1 and they were very unlucky not to get an equaliser as well. The, the um, Watford women uh, were away at Durham. Um, just get onto watfordfc.com and we'll be posting it up on um, Telemen Army form as well that there are free up-and-coming games at the Vic um, for the women as well. I think, believe it's next week as well. So uh, we will give you uh, more information about that. The season ticket prices are out for the women as well. I think it's £99 for a standard adult ticket, um, which, to be honest, with the amount of games coming up, which is great value for them, it's like £10 a game. So you're making a saving straight away with that. So uh, we'll post up more news. We have posted up um, goal alerts and everything else in between for the women. So we will be promoting that as much as possible. And in the future, we'll be getting a few um, women's players on. We are working on that as well. Um, hopefully during the international break, we may surprise you. Um, just remember, be careful what you wish for, um, ladies and gentlemen. So um, next week, uh, we might have a little announcement as well. If not, we um, in the future, we'll get, we will try and promote the um, women's um, team as much as possible. So um, if you are uh, if you are stuck for something to do on a Saturday or even a Sunday, if um, Watford aren't playing, um, get down to um, Kings Langley when they do go back there. And um, for ten pounds, you can't ask for more. And also, season ticket holders get it half price, I believe. Uh, so if you can uh, get down there and support the women's team, plenty of goals, plenty of action, full of commitment. Uh, from them as well. So um, just look out for um, on watfordfc.com and obviously uh, Telemode Army Forum for uh, more news on the women. Um, so that was them to, uh, this afternoon um, coming out uh, to, uh, with a 2-1 defeat um, away at Durham. So um, yeah, unlucky to the women. Uh, but I believe they will be um, chasing in that top half of the table come the end of the season. Right, okay. Um, Woody said, I'm trying out this predictive text. It's just as bad as my spelling pitch. Um, I, I can't really see that happening, Woody. But, uh, mate, you're doing absolutely fine today, mate. I can I can actually read your um, read all your comments, mate. So, um, you're spot on, fella. Uh, right, okay. So, uh, yeah, so we've talked about Backman. Backman, we've, um, I think we've all agree that it's, uh, it's a tough question to ask. Robbie and Elliot put some decent questions out there. Um, we've got Carl Wilson. We've got um, 10 minutes, so we'll speed through these as much as we can. Carl's put two things up. He says, have we have we now got a group of hard-working midfielders that have, um, but he has got any fair to grab five to eight, right. Um, have we got a group of hard-working midfielders, but has he any got any, oh, grab, have we got any that can grab five or eight goals a season? We have got a hard-working midfield. Um, I think that's what Carl Wilson's getting on. Is the, Can we guarantee plenty of goals from midfield, or is this going to be primarily um, down to the strikers? Well, I think that even today, Kuchka had a couple of chances. Uh, one, he was unlucky with a, with a bad bounce. But um, that... Uh, I can't remember the lad's name. The lad we've signed, he, hasn't, he won't be playing until after the international break, the Turkey. Builder. Oh, Ozan, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he, he, he's got a few goals in him for sure, you know. Um, and then I heard as well today, completely off topic, but we ended up, we've signed um, a 17-year-old Colombian winger for Spria, um, who's linked... Probably his son, it's probably... His son. Well, I think it is, it's the Spria <laughs> little Newcastle years ago, I think it's yeah. his son. 
and um, from what I've heard, the, the link was partly through the Cooch, uh, the Cucho, uh, right, okay. So, uh, apparently, he can't join us until January, but uh, he's a bit of a a bit of a special kid, they reckon. So, if there's anything like his old man, I'll be well happy. But I'll tell you what, we've got our habit of doing this. We've got Pochettino, we signed Burkamp. Um, <laughs> he got released, but shame he's not like his old man. That would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a good shout, mate. I didn't realize about that. So, we le you learn something new every day. So, well done, mate. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> yeah, breaking no, news, but mm. yeah, no, like I said, you know, I think that lad, um. The Turkish international, he looks like he can get some goals. And I mean, the thing is, you know, we have to be realistic. It's so bloody tough to score at this level, right? Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got quality, absolute world-quality defenders, world-quality goalkeepers. But the thing is, we look like we've got goals in us. We really do. We're um, looking good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Yeah, Dino, um, do you think goals are coming from this midfield this season? Or like, like I said to Darren, do you think it's going to be like most teams, mainly from the strikers. But, you know, you're looking at goals all around the team, surely, aren't you? Yeah, you are. I think it's going to be more the strikers. Um, like Darren said, the Turkish lad, he'll probably be our top goal scorer in midfield. Sissoko might pop up with a couple of wellies. And the other two, they've probably got eight goals between all <laughs> three of them. So yeah. maybe 10 goals in midfield. That's with the other bloke, maybe. But... We are going to depend on our strikers, to be honest with you. I think we're going to be tough to break when we go 1-0 up. You know, we were tough to break when we were 1-0 down. But I think it's going to be more, we win more games at home. We've got to make the Vicar Fortress, haven't we? If we're going to survive this year, got to pick up the odd result away as well, of course. But it is going to be at the Vic where we stay up this year. And if we can take a lead, we're going to be one hell of a tough team to break down. Mm. Right, Charlie Oakley saying, didn't we do well today trying to get a point? Uh, poor free kick was the difference against Spurs. Very strong Spurs side. Um, I think we all agree. We did pass on to that, Charlie. So, um, yes, yay or nay. So, at least we've answered Charlie's um, question. I think, yeah, no, I completely agree, Charlie. I think we've done really well against um, against a resolute Spurs side. And uh, like you said, I think the uh, uh, poor a poor free kick defensively um, really outdone us. Apart from that, we've done well. Um, how you say, gentlemen, do you reckon that's a good point from Charlie? Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. And, and the other side of the thing, I, I wish we were better with our own set pieces. You know, we really do. We're very wasteful with them. And, you know, when you get the ball up the field, I mean, my other... I've moaned about it every game this season, but this whole playing out from the back does wind me up sometimes. But when we get the when we get a chance for a free kick up front, you know, at the other end, we we do seem wasteful, and some of our corners aren't so good. And I hope they work on it because it's you know once you've got the ball up that at that end, try and make the most of it. You know that's where Southampton done well to hang on to Ward Prowse, right? He's a dream of a player for free kicks, and we don't have. I mean, it might be that uh, when the Turkish lad starts for us, we might start. I don't know what he's like with free kicks, I'm not a clue. But, you know, it would be great to have that in our ammo as well. You know, just a few goals a year from set pieces can can do you the world good, right? But, uh, but no, I think Charlie's point there was spot on, yeah. 
Yeah, you pretty much um, answered Adam Holloway's one where we don't have a dead ball specialist. This is madness to me, he says. Uh, like you've just mentioned, Ward, a player like Ward-Prowse, I mean, fantastic, we got a Ward-Prowse, but, you know, that type of player, you know, we need we need that extra bow in our armoury, you know, with a free kick. Because, I mean, like I say, with a nil-nil game, that could be the difference between, you know, winning and drawing, you know, three points and one point. So, yeah, Dino, you know, is there anyone that you, you know, we can look at now that could really do those free kicks. We haven't really. I mean, we were looking at Ashley Young and Youngie could produce yeah. a free kick, but is there anyone in our squad that can really put a free kick in there? I'm trying to think now. It's just a decent corner would be good. You know, like Ward Prowse, he's a prime example, isn't he? He he don't just cross them in. He whips them in with such pace. And it's not a fluke. He means to do that. And yeah. Why can't one of our professional players do this? What's the point in training? Mm. Surely there's someone that can beat the first bloody man. Come on, it is basic football. I don't care if they clear it. As long as it looks threatening, you keep whipping in, we're going to score. But now Darren's right, we do need a dead ball specialist. We need At this level in the Premier League, this isn't the championship anymore. Like you said, you've got world-class, yeah. £80 million pound defenders, maybe even more. You've yep. got to put them under pressure. It's too easy at times. I don't know who's going to do it, but we've got to find someone and quick. Yeah, well, uh, Woody's saying, don't need an out-and-out quality Deadpool player. Just got to work on a set piece or two on the training ground. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Um, Stuart Stain sort of thrown in what lot we, like Adam was saying with the, and thank you very much, Adam, for your question as well. Um, Stuart Stain said, why no set piece specialist ever recruited? You know, including throws, corners, free kicks, so important. I mean, you know, GT always said, you know, a, a corners like should be treated like a penalty, you know, like yeah. a free kick as well. It should be to our, use them to our advantage. And that's what he really pressed. And once we get Luther back on, he will, I no doubt, testify that as well, that the need to use, you know, the fine, like, like the commentator said, you know, when you're in the championship and you, Dino, you've alluded to this. Darren said it as well. Ray said it. Championship, you get five or six chances. In the Premier League, you probably get two. And especially like Tottenham away, where we probably, what's it, so one or two, probably half chances. If you get a free kick, that counts as another chance. That's, you should treat it almost when it's in the edge of the box like a penalty. I know psychologically you should treat it. I know it's not, but... You know, it's so important getting something like that right. And like Woody's saying, you know, get one or two, get, you know, practice it once or twice on the training grounds. You know, it could uh, count for double, can't it? Well, I remember, you know, back in the glorious 80s with uh, George Riley and Mo Johnson or, you know, Ross Jenkins. And it was going, the amount of times they, they had it set for a perfect, a well-placed corner with a flick on at the near post caused chaos. It caused chaos for the defences. They if anything against that. And uh, to me, and, and Dino, spot on, these are professional footballers. Taking a corner kick, you know, like I used to play left wing at one point and I, I, I always used to try and aim for like the penalty area, the penalty spot area. So that meant that the keeper would have to come out or, or the defence. You, you sort of, in your mind, you've, you've got this spot where you want the ball to be. And you, you know, you talk yeah. it through with the players, right? But, yeah, we. I don't know. You're right. It would be so so beneficial to really work on that because it, it gets it gets. If not, if nothing else, you might get a penalty out of it or something, right? But 
yeah. to see Dino says to see the, the the ball not get beyond the first man and get cleared is just just soul destroying sometimes, right? Mm, yeah, exactly. And like like Tottenham, the Tottenham did today. You gamble, you never know. It could sneak in, and that's what they did. So fair play to them. Um, couple more to go, and we've got to really speed through this. We'll be going in a minute. We're Glenn Dimmock saying, and we will try and touch upon this in, in the week if we can. Um, will we make any more last-minute signings, or is our business now done? Um, personally, I would say another, possibly another centre-back, but on today's evidence, um, that wasn't too bad. But look at the amount of midfielders we've signed. You know, another experienced centre-back's not going to really um, go amiss, and possibly... Possibly another right back, not another full back. But, you know, if we don't sign anyone, we don't. That's just the way it is. But definitely another centre back. I would say an experienced centre back that would could slot straight in and just add a bit to, say, Serialta's game or even if Serialta's not playing, Trista Kong's game. Um, like a Cahill, like a play like Cahill would, would have been perfect. But that's just me backtracking once again on my comments that I said last week. But, um, Guys, quickly, what do you reckon? Do you reckon business done now? That's it, or do you think there's a uh, one or two more surprises? Um, cards underneath the uh, in the uh, sleeves of the potsos. I still think one or two more. I, I really do. Uh, I don't know why, I, and I think it will be defence they'll be looking at because midfield we're well stacked and we've got some yeah. signings up front. We've got some tremendous signings, um, including Fletcher, who had a cracking game at Palace in the week. You know, there's a lot yeah. to be looking forward to. You know. But I think they might look at the back line and just try and add. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's just my take. Yeah, Dina. Um, yeah, maybe one more, but I'm very happy with business. Um, yeah, possibly one more at the back. They, I don't know who though. Don't ask me. Probably a, someone we've never heard of. But I, I'm very happy with business this season. If we don't sign anyone, you hear no complaints from me. Mm, right Sandra we pretty much um, answered that was the last question um, we will answer that but I'll tell you what the um, there has Munoz uh, got the uh, tactical recommend for the Premier League to keep us based on the first three fixtures Sandra post that up next week we will 100% start with that before anything else um, I will try and personal message her as well so you can remind me next week post that up we will be only having about 20 minute half an hour show next Sunday obviously with international break um, so we'll get a few more comments in then we will start with Sandra's um, next week so I do apologise Sandra um, but thank you guys and girls thank you very much for watching today um, yeah, disappointing, but at the end of the day, plenty of positives to come from that. Um, get on the YouTube, TMA, TMA TV, um, show much love, and let's get the 2000 on the forum. But Darren, Dino, thank you ever so much once again um, for coming on and um, listening to me yab it on for almost an hour. Oh, it's a pleasure. you back on. It's great to chat with you, lads. Cheers, mate. And a big thank you to Sean from the Children Podcast. Get over to um, Children Podcast on YouTube and show much love for them and also post-match and pre-match from the uh, Watford side of things as well. So, as always, uh, guys and girls, you've been beautiful. We've been TMA. It's good night from the young man. It's good night from Darren. And it's good night from... No, that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. 